Part two of Blast Issue number one. Edited by Wyndham Lewis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Manifesto two. One. One. Beyond action and reaction, we would establish ourselves. Two. We start from opposite statements of a chosen world, set up a violent structure of adolescent clearness between two extremes. Three. We discharge ourselves on both sides. Four. We fight first on one side, then on the other, but always for the same cause, which is neither side or both sides and ours. Five. Mercenaries were always the best troops. Six. We are primitive mercenaries in the modern world. Seven. Our cause is no man's. Eight. We set humour at humour's throat. Stir up civil war among peaceful apes. Nine. We only want humour if it has fought like tragedy. Ten. We only want tragedy if it can clench its side muscles like hands on its belly and bring to the surface a laugh like a bomb. 2. 1. We hear from America and the continent all sorts of disagreeable things about England, the unmusical, anti-artistic, unphilosophic country. 2. We quite agree. 3. Luxury, sport, the famous English humour, the thrilling ascendancy and idée fixe of class, producing the most intense snobbery in the world, heavy stagnant pools of Saxon blood, incapable of anything but the song of a frog in home counties. These phenomena give England a peculiar distinction in the wrong sense among the nations. 4. This is why England produces such good artists from time to time. 5. This is also the reason why a movement towards art and imagination could burst up here from this lump of compressed life with more force than anywhere else. 6. To believe that it is necessary for or conducive to art to improve life, for instance, make architecture, dress, ornament in better taste, is absurd. 7. The art instinct is permanently primitive. 8. In a chaos of imperfection, discord, etc., it finds the same stimulus as in nature. 9. The artist of the modern movement is a savage, in no sense an advanced, perfected, democratic, futurist individual of Mr. Marinetti's limited imagination. This enormous, jangling, journalistic, fairy desert of modern life serves him as nature did more technically primitive man. 10. As the steppes and the rigours of the Russian winter, when the peasant has to lie for weeks in his hut, produces that extraordinary acuity of feeling and intelligence we associate with the Slav, so England is just now the most favourable country for the appearance of a great art. 3. 1. We have made it quite clear that there is nothing chauvinistic or picturesquely patriotic about our contentions. 2 but there is violent boredom with that feeble Europeanism, abasement of the miserable intellectual before anything coming from Paris, cosmopolitan sentimentality which prevails in so many quarters. 3. 
just as we believe that an art must be organic with its time so we insist that what is actual and vital for the south is ineffectual and unactual in the north for fairies have disappeared from ireland despite foolish attempts to revive them and the bull-ring languishes in spain five but mysticism on the one hand gladiatorial instincts blood and asceticism on the other will be always actual and the springs of creation for these two peoples six the english character is based on the sea seven the particular qualities and characteristics that the sea always engenders in men are those that are among the many diagnostics of our race the most fundamentally english eight that unexpected universality as well found in the completest english artists is due to this four one we assert that the art for these climates then must be a northern flower two and we have implied what we believe should be the specific nature of the art destined to grow up in this country and models of whose flu decorate the pages of this magazine three it is not a question of the characterless material climate around us but that so the complication of the jungle dramatic tropic growth the vastness of american trees would not be for us four but our industries and the will that determined face to face with its needs the direction of the modern world has reared up steel trees where the green ones were lacking has exploded in useful growths and found wilder intricacies than those of nature five one we bring clearly forward the following points before further defining the character of this necessary native art two at the freest and most vigorous period of england's history her literature then chief art was in many ways identical with that of france three chaucer was very much cousin of villon as an artist four shakespeare and montaigne formed one literature five but shakespeare reflected in his imagination a mysticism madness and delicacy peculiar to the north and brought equal quantities of comic and tragic together six humour is a phenomenon caused by sudden pouring of culture into barbary seven it is intelligence electrified by flood of naivety eight it is chaos invading concept and bursting it like nitrogen nine it is the individual masquerading as humanity like a child in clothes too big for him ten tragic humour is the birthright of the north eleven any great northern art will partake of this insidious and volcanic chaos twelve no great english art need be ashamed to share some glory with france to-morrow it may be with germany where the elizabethans did before it thirteen but it will never be french any more than shakespeare was the most catholic and subtle englishman six one the modern world is due almost entirely to anglo-saxon genius its appearance and its spirit two machinery trains steamships all that distinguishes externally our time came far more from here than anywhere else three 
in dress manners mechanical inventions life that is england has influenced europe in the same way that france has in art four but busy with this life effort she has been the last to become conscious of the art that is an organism of this new order and will of man five machinery is the greatest earth medium incidentally it sweeps away the doctrines of a narrow and pedantic realism at one stroke six by mechanical inventiveness too just as englishmen have spread themselves all over the earth they have brought all the hemispheres about them in their original island seven it cannot be said that the complication of the jungle dramatic tropic growths the vastness of american trees is not for us eight for in the forms of machinery factories new and vaster buildings bridges and works we have all that naturally around us seven one once this consciousness towards the new possibilities of expression in present life has come however it will be more the legitimate property of englishmen than of any other people in europe two it should also as it is by origin theirs inspire them more forcibly and directly three they are the inventors of this bareness and hardness and should be the great enemies of romance four the romance peoples will always be at bottom its defenders five the latins are at present for instance in their discovery of sport their futuristic gush over machines aeroplanes etc the most romantic and sentimental moderns to be found six it is only the second-rate people in france or italy who are thorough revolutionaries seven in england on the other hand there is no vulgarity in revolts eight for rather there is no revolt it is the normal state nine so often rebels of the north and the south are diametrically opposed species ten the nearest thing in england to a great traditional french artist is a great revolutionary english one signatures for manifesto r aldington arbuthnot l atkinson gordier bresca j dismore c hamilton e pound w roberts h sanders e wadsworth wyndham lewis end of part two